Pop the top on the whole jacuzzi A rain or sunshine, we're not too choosy Daytime, nighttime, we're always home When you drop on by on your mobile phone To hot tub beers Amber's ales and lagers Hot tub beers Slip on in Tasting micro brews from Texas towns, stouts and pilsners, boxing weeds, having hot tub beers, just my friends and me. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. Uh, we got a special impromptu episode today. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of jacked up about this. So, uh, one of our favorite guests, I'm going to call you friend of the show. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Vince I, Mandeville. Vince Mandeville here sitting with us, hanging out, drinking beer, drinking some Vince Mandeville beer, drinking, uh, drinking the ghost. Yes. What, so, tell us about the ghost. What's the ghost, Vince? Ghost is, uh, I say it's a somewhat traditional goza. Uh, lots of salt, uh, some coriander, but uh, we add... Uh, quite a bit of uh, grapefruit and uh, orange, Valencia orange and lime zest. Okay. So um, we, most people would add the, the, the zest in the kettle. We add into the bright tank afterwards in a huge quantity. There's enough acid to where you're not going to have any issue microbiologically, but uh, uh, it, you get way more out of it. It doesn't boil off. All those really sharp aromas don't boil off if you put in later. Put it in the bright tank? Yeah. Nice. That's cool, uh, man. So, I like it. Question. Mm-hmm. Was, this, was this a brainchild of yours? So the first time we did this, it was called Project Mayhem, and uh, we brewed it with Eric Ogershock, which nice. he was with Real yeah. Ale, and now he's with War Pigs. Uh, but we used black limes and we did we did a little more out there uh preparation and you know to it so we decided to dial it back a little bit and and try to get a little bit closer to what a true gosa would be it's a beautiful beer man it is a little bit salty i love it but the 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 citrus zest that you're putting in the bright tank the way that you're explaining it makes it pop out a little bit more i I, the conversation always makes a beer better i'm gonna be completely totally honest it's a great beer but i love hearing the stories from you man and uh i'm glad we have you back on because things have changed since we last hung out and talked oh boy have they changed big time like we're in we're on a different planet now so last time we talked we hung out in the hot tub we had a vertical of hammer smash face yes some of your old beer with robbie yes who you're still working with now oh yeah robbie's still there and you at the time were not working for brash anymore you're working with eighth wonder brewing yeah i walked in with an eighth wonder hat on you did yeah yeah (laughs) we're drinking brash beer all the pigs have the eighth wonder hat on yeah uh now you got the brash hat back on well you got the astros hat on technically but uh yeah but in in uh in job terms speaking you're back at brash i am back at brash uh and happy to be there that's not that i wasn't happy to be at eighth wonder but i'm loving being back it was like a project that i didn't get to complete you know and so now back there you know, I get to, you know, 
revisit old recipes, make new recipes with Robbie and, and, and the gang and, and uh, try to push this brewery forward. And do you still have most of the original crew that you worked with before? Uh, right now, uh, there are there was only four people that came back with us. So okay. who was it? Uh, Adam, Robbie, Adam, Robbie, Jade, and and Ryan. Nice. So yeah. you know, and Jade and Ryan were in the tap room and helping out in production. Uh, the from twenty twenty till we took uh, till uh, the purchase of Brash. Uh, and uh, they decided they wanted to go more production than in tap room. Luckily, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, are you willing yeah. to share that story? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I can say I could share that. I mean, it's public knowledge uh, that uh, we got in there and we were trying to change over our occupancy and found out that the tap room had never been permitted to be a tap room at all, and so. <laughs> We have It's a to. very metal thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was straight up speakeasy, not in the bl- not in the blind Finch speakeasy ways. You know, which is completely permitted and, yeah. and oh, yeah. legal. <laughs> this was this is a speakeasy that is not permitted and not legal in any way. So, so uh, we found that you know we we have to to get it up and running, and in order to do so, we're going to have to. Uh, Build out some stuff. We're going to get bathrooms in the tap area. Oh, in the tap room nice. area. You don't have to walk across. <laughs> and the at least, line. in the very least, the bathrooms will have some sort of air conditioning in them. Oh, okay. So, upgrades, man. Yeah. Those are those are actually some serious upgrades. Yes, you know? it is for it's brash. Like, yes, it's like midnight and the whole place is so dark with a few red lights, and you got to walk all the way across the building, past the production line to get to the restroom. There's just like metal music, and you come back, and isn't there like some horns or something? Hanging up uh, over the tap room. Uh, was, oh no! There, yeah, there was a big devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like, a big. It's a huge devil. It's like <laughs> probably eight feet wide and ten feet, ten feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> it's still there. The devil's still there. It's still there. Yeah. You still have to walk under to go to the restroom. No, no, no. Uh, we've we've moved it to to a more convenient area for most people. <laughs> oh, I love that. I See, love that. you mentioned the purchase of Brash. So this is what paved the way for you to go back and start working at Brash again, correct? Yes. So who owns Brash now? Uh, it is uh, Matt and Nick uh, from Equal Parts. Okay. Uh, the cool thing about it is, you know, they 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 uh, they they give you everything you need, all the all the uh, everything that you would need to to do it. But they also are. Uh, uh, quite a bit hands off. They don't want to push this brewery into Equal Parts Two or Equal Parts Junior. They want it to be brash. They want it to be a metal brewery that you know just does big metal beers. Yeah. You know, just they want Vince Mandeville. <laughs> That's what they really want. <laughs> well, they got him. Yeah. <laughs> For better or for worse, yeah. he's there. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome, man. But that's that's cool because it gives you the creative license that you want, right? Right, and and in, in, in the venue that you wanted, your 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 project that you didn't get to finish. Yeah, yeah, and also too, I mean, you've got you've got the guys at Equal Parts. They've been doing this for I guess eight years now. Mm-hmm. You know, Robbie's been in the brewing industry for a good thirteen years. I've been in it for twenty. There's so many years of of. Uh, 
of brewing knowledge that we we can kind of pull out pull things in and out of yeah. you know so uh we're we're definitely becoming a little more organized a little less uh shoot from the hip okay. which uh which is also nice i'm i'm, I'm more of a an add uh organized person and yeah. the 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 past it it I could find out that I'm making a beer by Facebook, you know. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so it was like that's not how things work. We don't have label approval. We don't have this. We don't have that. You can't do that. Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. We won't have that problem anymore. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's exciting, man. It's yeah. exciting that you get to work with people that uh, that are letting you be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, it is. that's it's really, really cool. nice. It's it's humbling, actually, you know. So it makes me go to work every day wanting to get the most out of myself and, you know, trying to help uh, the team get the most out of out of them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 pretty awesome. It, it, we've seen that kind of – it's kind of an interesting concept with one brewery buying the other in the Houston area. We're seeing it kind of like in our own little spring area. There's a little conglomerate where uh, – Fortress yeah. owns B fifty two and Misfit now. Yeah, and so is this something that we're going to see a crossover? Like, can I walk into Equal Parts and get a brash beer poured now? Um, now we have had our beer on tap there. There was uh, what was that? They had like a special event, and so they, I think a band played, a metal band played there, and so they had our beers on tap. Uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's going to be like something that's going to happen all the time. When we're, our tap room's back up and running, I'm hoping to have guest taps. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly Texas, uh, you know, centric, probably Houston centric. You know, it's, uh, what do they say that, what's the saying that uh, all boats rise with the tide? Yeah, you know, absolutely. If, if, if I have your beer on tap and let's say Bad Astronaut has our beer on tap, which they do, so go to Bad Astronaut and drink our beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, You know, it's only going to help people wanting to go to more breweries. You know, that just the quality of beer in Houston, and I don't know if you saw the Texas Beer Cup. We, Houston, killed it. Absolutely killed it. Wasn't it True Anomaly that just destroyed everything? True Anomaly did kill it. Hell yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah, they have not wanted to get in the hot tub yet, though. I've reached out. Well, you know what? What I think we'll 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 have to relight that fire. But I, I, they're right now they're planning uh, a move. They're planning a move. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what is that? Forty five right there is expanding, and they're in imminent domain. So they're forced. Oh to my move. goodness! Yeah. Yeah. So right now they're instead of waiting for it to happen, they're they're striking now and so they're what they're working on moving into a, oh, a much cool. bigger facility now you mentioned the texas beer cup yeah one of your recipes got an award correct yes it did sabotage from eighth wonder i unfortunately wasn't able to brew it but uh yeah you still had a hand i had i had a tiny hand yeah you know you know i writing on paper is different than mashing in so mm. yeah. those guys had the hand <laughs> i had the pinky Hey, that's all right. A pinky's a pinky. Yeah. Say, yeah. Without the pinky, it's not a hand. Pinky's <laughs> out, mother scratcher. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So it, it, 
I don't know. I get geeked out every time we have you on. You feel like this legend in the Houston brewing area, right? And I love the story that you first told us where you're like riding your bike to DeFalco's to go get uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. supplies to start brewing beer when you're a teenager. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And it's, I, I love the fact that we're getting to see you come full circle, come back to Brash and build something that, uh, like in your own words, you said you didn't get to finish, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and so I've become the old man of Houston brewing now instead of the <laughs> young whippersnapper on his bike going to DeFalco's. How's, how does that feel, though? Like, it's all right. Yeah? It's good. Do you, it's do you, good. Do you feel kind of, like, proud of the Houston area? Like, there's some pride in the fact that oh, uh, you were a part of building that? I, I think I've always had pride in Houston, even before I was brewing. But, you know, when you see all these breweries that are coming out and they're just making fantastic beer, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Because I remember when I... When I started at St. Arnold, there was St. Arnold. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know, there was no other brewery. So, so saying, saying you're the old man of the, the Houston beer industry, is that, does that feel like a take that Brock situation where you're like, he may be the godfather, but I'm Oh, he's the older than I am. But, but you're the wisdom. <laughs> he's, he's got quite a bit of wisdom, too. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the size of that brewery? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's huge. I mean, y'all are both absolute titans in the beer industry, right? So. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. He's, he's done some great things. I think he's one of those ones that, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it, we're talking about both of you at the same time. The reason I've kind of gravitated towards brashing towards towards you is you you feel more accessible. You feel more like somebody I can sit down and talk with and enjoy the conversation. And that's, so that's why I like I, I don't know. I'm probably fanboying over myself right can, now, but it's, it's I, I enjoy having you on and enjoy talking with you. You know, one thing that's cool with I, earlier we were talking about how it's really hard to be mobile once you get to a certain size brewery. Yes, I think it's really cool what St. Arnold's doing with because I, they have so many different beers that are coming out, and it's mm-hmm. each one is just fantastic. You know, they're killing it over there. You no, know? Is, that, is that where you see Brash going eventually? I don't see us being that big. Uh, I, Matt might kill me now saying that. <laughs> I don't see us ever being that big, but you know, we'll see where it takes us. You know, I got to get to two thousand barrels before I can get to five thousand barrels. Right. So. Well, right. I think uh, St. Arnold is what twenty nine years this year, right? Is it really nineteen ninety four? It's twenty twenty three now, right? So, and uh, oh gosh, is their their anniversaries in April? Something like that. Wow. Either way, they're 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 getting close to rounding thirty years and. June? June, June. So yeah, June uh, 1994 is when when they first opened, and they are the largest in Texas. And it's insane to think about that our largest, especially for Houston. It, I mean, it makes every brewery look small in Texas, and they are, I think, right around a hundred thousand or more barrels a year. Does oh, that sound they about get right? that? I haven't seen I, any of the numbers in the last couple of years, and actually, the numbers are kind of weird because of the pandemic and everything. So yeah, I'd like to see what that that actual number is, but it's it's crazy because then you have these other national breweries like uh firestone walker who already passed up six hundred thousand a year you know and it's it's insane to see the 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 difference but saint arnold has such a foothold in texas yeah and that is just i don't know it's a great thing but texas texans love texas yeah like we we, like as a whole i feel like we're geeked out about texas and you put uh two two beers all things aside you know West Coast IPA made in California, West Coast IPA made in Texas. I know this one's made in California. 
we tend to gravitate to the one from Texas. You oh, know? always. And, 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 and I don't know. That's uh, we, we take pride in who we are. I think that's that's kind of cool to see St. Arnold doing that well and getting that big. Do you, do you think they're going to get as big as Firestone Walker? Do you think they'll have that national reach and get up to 600,000 barrels? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the question is just what at, at what pace. You know, uh, I think Brock's been very diligent about the growth of St. Arnold. I think that's why it works so well is he's not, he's not reaching – the farthest he can to get more popularity, he's fulfilling market needs, and yeah. that's half yeah. the battle, you know. Yeah, he he's he's always good about never overextending himself either, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not overly cautious, but you know, cautious enough to where you know he's never going to get into his. I mean, think about it. At one point in time, I think, and I'm not positive that he they were thinking about purchasing a brewery that was in Houston, mm-hmm. and the signing day that I heard was oh maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. I I, I think I've heard the same story. Yeah. I, I don't think the it's the signing day was the day that the world shut down, March thirteenth. No. And they were like, you know what? This probably isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. And you know, good on him because it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. I, you know. So um, I will say my last day out before the shutdown because I think it was uh, they announced it Monday for Tuesday and my last day out was Sunday and I spent that Sunday that Sunday evening at Brash no job yeah awesome. I, I really did yeah I drank way too much that day but man that was it was it was the perfect like if you're not about to do anything for an entire year like what is that perfect day I cooked yeah. a crawfish competition at Cottonwood I had a bunch of beers at uh, Brash arm wrestled Roy uh, <laughs> went to a concert at uh, Last Concert Cafe wow you know, that is wrapped awesome wrapped it up at Houston you Watch did Company it. you oh, did do yeah. it yeah. Wow. I crawled home woke up and you know and the world was over yeah <laughs> hangover <laughs> Food down. and laying on the couch, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was... Uh, That's know. one of my favorite memories of Rash. I've had a lot. Because um, <laughs> you can't... I can't go down there without running into the merge guys. And once you run into the merge yeah. guys with, with Adam and Bob the Welder and uh, Gabriel, it's just like, yeah. your night's over. And it's so much fun. Yeah. Rash is such a great yeah, place. Yeah, Diana knows that, that very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have to walk past merge to get to my office, so... It was hard not stopping. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yes, I poured poured, <laughs> poured me into an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Well, um, we got a few few beers to do. Do you want? We got a few beers to do. I tell you what, you, we're sitting here drinking the ghost. We we wouldn't be hot tub beers if we didn't rate it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. We're we're, we're going to have to rate the ghost before we move on to the next segment and keep talking about uh, keep talking about Brash and Vince Mandeville and the whole story. Um, we're gonna. I want to talk to you in in, in the next few segments. We want to talk about what's coming up, what's next, what are what are we putting out, what are people going to look for in Brash, and we're going to end with the new branding. I think is 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 how we're going to end this show. I don't know if I can wait that long. You know, you can't wait. <laughs> no, that long? I can't. That's that's where this whole conversation started. Actually, was yeah, like, hey, like, when's the branding? Let's yeah. like, let's do I wanna, this. I want to build the anticipation, Jake. Okay. Yeah. I want to want to store it up. Get all excited <laughs> and then let it blow in the last last segment. Is that all right with we're, you? We're just going to edge the browning, <laughs> branding all the way, yeah. all the way to the end. If, if we offend, I apologize. No, uh, no. It's, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's our sense of humor. Everything's good fun. Uh, so this this is uh, you said traditional goza, uh, Valencia oranges, lime zest in the bright tank. Is there anything that I'm missing? Grapefruit. 
Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Pulp, uh, grapefruit. What? Yeah. Coriander. Coriander yeah, and uh, a healthy amount of salt. Sea salt. Gray sea salt. So how how are you doing the uh, the grapefruit? Are you doing juice? Are you doing fruit? Are you doing how how are you adding the grapefruit in? It is juice. juice. Well, no, well, I guess it's pulp. Uh, pulp. We get it from Oregon fruit. I don't know how they what they would consider it. I it's guess not straight juice. It's not coming out of the Texan okay. can. Yeah. No, it's 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 actually fruit for brewing. So it's yeah. like a, a a stable puree. Yes, that's okay. it. And I, I bring that up because. Uh, with grapefruit, the, the hardest problem with grapefruit is, is depending on where you cut the fruit. I mean, it gets so bitter. Oh, my gosh. The pith on it is just aggressive. But if you cut out the pith and you just leave the grapefruit supremes, it's like the most mm. fantastic citrus flavor. Yeah. And, you know, as I'm drinking this, I don't get that pithy bitterness, that aggressive malort flavor, you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that Malort flavor. Mm-hmm. We're not in Chicago, so. <laughs> Somebody had to say it. Oh, man. I sell a lot of Malort. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I think there's some bitterness there that that I enjoy. Oh, like it, Yeah, like they, the salt is there. There he is. There's, we just said John Prito just walked in. John Prito's a huge Brash fan. Oh. Uh, anyway, so like they, they, I love the salt content in there because it doesn't it doesn't pucker me up. It's yeah. just enough there to give it some great flavor. Like this is a very well balanced beer, right? It's, it's a Vince Mandeville beer. I appreciate it's, that. It's it's uh, I love the citrus flavor. I love the the story about where you're putting in the zest. To me, makes it pop more. Yeah, I I, I could taste that and I could feel it, and then you tell the story. And it, and it pops out. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Am yeah, I making no, flavor, sense? Right? Beer, flavor, beer flavor is very uh, suggestive. I can. It is very suggestive. You know, and that's part of the fun at working. Like, I love working behind the bar here at Thistle. Yeah. Because then I can pull out this beer, and they're like, well, this tastes this, this, this. I was like, well, let me tell you about how this is done, and this yeah. is done. They're like, oh, shit, I taste that. Okay, that makes sense. And it makes the whole experience better. And that's why I love sitting down. This, this whole podcast thing was sitting down with the brewers, listening to the story of the beer, really does make the beer better because you know the story behind it, right? It's like knowing people. You know people, you know the story behind the person, they become more, uh, more in-depth. Yeah. Right? Same thing with the beer. Uh, this one, I'm going to go... 3.95 on this beer. I like this beer. This is a beer that I'm going to have. This is, to me, this is a, as opposed to a hot tub beer, this is a pool beer. Uh, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting into the cool part of the pool uh, in the summer heat with this beer, and I, I think I'm crushing ghosts all day long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I might turn into a ghost with Irish goodbye at the end of the evening because uh, I've drank so much ghost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, there's a lot lot to agree with what Tim said. Uh, it has that Vince Mandeville signature on it. It's so well-balanced, yet there's there's definitely points where there's, like, highlighted flavors, you know? And th- that kind of blows my mind, especially working with, with flavors and recipes every single day. It's like, how do you hit that perfect point where you can taste each bit without one overwhelming the other, yeah. you know? And it's just like... That's that's kind of a crazy concept to me, and I only do this like every day with different products, and yeah. I still don't understand it. But it's the signature Vince Mandeville product, you know. It's it's balanced, it's good. Uh, as you're saying, the flavors you can pull apart each one of these flavors. For me, more the orange, I get a little bit of that. Agreed. Yeah. That acidic Valencia orange, you know what I mean? And when yeah. you think Valencia, you, you typically you think like a high sugar content, but it has this like little zip, you know, that yeah. little ties it in together. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna agree. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit lower. Three point okay. nine. 
Okay. Um, just because I'm I'm more of a aggressive sour person, I want a little you bit want more that aggressive. Yeah. yeah. But it's so well balanced. It's great beer. Yeah. What do you think about it, Vince? On, I, on your on your scale of view, uh, is it is it perfect brew for you, or could you make it better? I really like it, uh, but I don't think any beer is ever finished. So you know, we could tweak something here, tweak something there. What so, would you tweak? I think when I first tasted it. Uh, when it was in, you know, just out of the bright tank, I thought it needed more salt. Uh, but now that I have, you know, it's it's been a while and it's off of a draft system, I think the salt's pretty good. It's pretty dead on. Uh, maybe a little more grapefruit. Okay. Maybe a little more. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. I like that. Come up come up with the orange. Cause I, like, I, I do agree with Jake. The orange is a little bit more forward over the grapefruit. Yeah. 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 Huh? Cool, man. Hey, Vince, thanks for willing to come in on us on a Sunday and hang out with us and drink some beer. And I'm excited to talk more and see what's coming up next with Brash. And so in just a minute, we're going to come back with uh, what's coming out at Brash now that Brash is back, baby. Hot tub beer fans, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home with or without a hot tub? Hugh Height, the Texas Beer Realtor, is who you need to call to help with all your real estate needs. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses. That's txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back. So we're uh, taking a small deviation from brash beers right now. We're going to go with a gigantic beer. So, Jake, we, you, you're the one that brought this into the draft shop. Kind of tell us what this beer is and what it's about. Oh, boy. I, I, I didn't know you were going to put me on the spot like that. I like to do uh, it by surprise. <laughs> it feels more genuine that way. So, sometimes when I talk, it sounds like I know what I'm saying. Uh, well, yeah. I, but I, I don't really. Let's be real. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, gigantic. Uh, this is the most, most premium Russian Imperial Stout. Hold on. Hold on. Just so everybody listening knows, he's reading from the bottle. Oh, of course I am. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this one, I, I was saying a little bit off air, this one was kind of a risky play to put on my shelf. I knew I knew it was, but I went for it anyways. I, I'm kind of a masochist uh, when it comes to a lot of parts of life. <laughs> <laughs> and showing I know how to do my job well, I, you know, play, play risky moves. Uh, so Gigantics, it's it's a, a fantastic brewery out of Oregon. Actually, what town in Oregon? They're in Portland. Uh, Portland, yeah. Uh, they they just make good beer, and so this one had a lot of varietals of uh, 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 varietals, a lot of varieties of barrels. They did on this one. Uh, it was Scotch port, rye, mezcal, and rum with orange peel were the uh, the five barrels they did. And I went ahead and picked the mezcal, and I picked that just because it's kind of. It's something you don't see very often. You know, you yeah. see Roush beers, uh, not super often, but you see them. But Mezcal Barrel, I don't even know if I've really had Mezcal Barrel, but uh, that smokiness, that minerality, that kind of extra depth to a Russian Imperial Stout, I thought would be kind of a really fascinating choice. Um, but I think Vince Vince could tell you more about Gigantic than I could. Uh, yeah, they are... Some fantastic people. Uh, I met Van uh, Havig, one of the owners there, years and years and years and years ago at, at a crack brew conference. And, you know, he's the type of guy that, you know, is, is just so down to earth and, and, and friendly. But he's, he is also giving seminars on the 
absolute tiniest nuances of you know brewing beer and how to get the most out of your brew house i uh, love that i love that yeah and uh i've only been to portland once and uh, i was driving through portland to get to yakima for hop uh selection and walked in to gigantic they were closed and so we sat out on the porch and then van walked by the the windows of the of the the tap room and opened the door he's like what the hell are you doing out here I'm like, I'm waiting for you guys to open. He's like, you're a brewer. You come in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. So we sat, had two beers, and then drove on. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, they're they're an amazing brewery. They are are awesome. They they, they stand out in a city full of amazing breweries. They're pretty cool. Like, like. Before this style, the only beer that I've been able to to, to get a hold of from them was uh, one of their fresh hop series around the hop harvest time. This uh, the one of their fresh hop IPAs, and it was phenomenal. Like absolutely enjoyed it. Like I I had two bottles. I was going to share one with you. It was too good. I just drank both. <laughs> um, so and they're fresh. I have to drink them quick. Yeah, of um, course. So, but then we saw this in in the. Uh, in the case, and you know, me and me and my wife kind of dig drinking high alcohol, high alcohol beers in the in the winter, sitting in a hot tub drinking beers, and we pulled this one. And, and uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, I fell in love. Yeah, <laughs> when we started drinking it. Well, you know, it's got the a great smoky nose to it. The nose is almost hot. You can smell the alcohol in the nose. It's, yeah, uh, it, but it's it's warm. It is. Yeah, it does tingle. It invites you. Every once in a while, there's a uh, faint voice to the outside. If you hear it, it's okay. She's supposed to be there. <laughs> I won't mention you by name. I'll let you introduce yourself if you decide to reveal yourself. Um, but yeah, yeah, she. It, it does. Oh feel, wow, that's got a cool smokiness. Yeah, it does, doesn't yeah. it? So, have you had uh, "Kiss the Goat" by Gigantic? I have not had "Kiss the Goat." I don't think I have. That was the first one that I ever had by them, and it's burned in my brain as just such a phenomenal beer. It was a black doppelbock. Okay. And so it okay. had, uh, gosh, it was probably clocking like 8.5% or something like oh, that. Wow. Um, it was somehow like bready, but dry and roasty at the same time. And man, it was just freaking phenomenal. I can't even imagine how long it took them to lager a, a beer. Of that, that big? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're at 12.5%. We're at or no, just twelve percent on this one. Man, that finish had it's like very dark, dark chocolate, yes. high cocoa content chocolate. So, okay, so what it tastes like to me is it like those those like dark chocolate oranges that you smash on yeah. the table during during yeah. wintertime? That's what it tastes like to me with a bunch of mezcal poured all over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a nice beer. Yeah. So okay, so as we're sipping this beer. I wanted to talk to you about Brash and what's coming up next. But you were telling us that Brash is kind of in a holding pattern right now. So can you tell us why, why you're in that holding pattern right now? Uh, because our tap room isn't open. Uh, it makes it really hard to actually get any throughput. You know, uh, most, most uh, brew pubs, which we're one, we're a large, we're a manufacturing brew pub as opposed to a small, you know, like almost nano brew pub, uh, use their their tap rooms to make sure that they have enough money coming through to keep keep the doors open uh when we got back in there we started making easy seven and cali green again 
but one of our beers uh, was not going to be able to be label approved for federal label approval uh, TTB because of the name. So we had to change the name. And until we got the label approval for the new name, we couldn't make it. So we started making other beers that we had made in the past uh, or uh, yeah, beers that we made in the past and uh, we kind of uh, flooded our distributor with a whole bunch of beers. They, they weren't really ready to handle okay and so now you know we we need we need to make sure that you know being a good partner we're not just going to throw them beer and say okay you bought it now we're done right we want to make sure that you know they they have exactly what they need in in terms of the amount of beers and brands for for brash so we need to sell down some of those before we can actually start making you know more beer in volume. Not saying we're not making beer. It's just we're not making it in large volume right now. Okay. But that's a short-term problem that we feel that will be fixed pretty soon. Uh, a lot of people, I think there was a, a kind of a sour taste in the mouth of some beer nerds, consumers, uh, with the way, <laughs> with the way, you know, the place was i mean yeah. we had we had some religious people that didn't much care for us we had some you know some politically minded people that didn't much care for us and so we're trying to repair those uh uh what's the word i'm looking for no yeah we're trying to just trying to repair <laughs> repair our image with those i don't think it's anything that you know it's like you know we're not, we're not bashing baby seals. Yeah. You know, it's not something that we can't fix. But yeah, are, are you are you stealing communion wafers from the Catholic Church? Uh, that never really happened. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the most outlandish rumor. Oh, oh somebody somebody sold. accused Bresh of doing it. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that never happened. I just I don't know. You how can that buy goes. them online. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. They're just not blessed online. They're just not blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Now, are you are you positive on that? Yes. You don't think they have like a, a production blessing facility? They don't. No, no, no. I'm Catholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they they don't have a production blessing facility. You gotta you gotta go straight to the uh, straight to the priest. He's been ordained. <laughs> gotcha. So it's okay. yeah. I don't know. You you mentioned that stuff. It, that's one of those things that kind of frustrates me as as a person in the community, right? Like we're all kind of different people, and then to write you off or to ostracize or to have a group that gets upset at you, like especially for religion purposes, that drives me nuts, right? Because if I'm a religious, like and and of course I'm Catholic and. I'm not a very good Catholic, but I think it's kind of the definition of being a Catholic, right? We're always guilty because we're not as good as we should be, right? Um, but we're, we're taught to love each other. Like, I don't really, you know, you do what you want to do. Is it good beer? Do you have good conversation? Do I like hanging out with you? Yeah, then we're okay. Yeah, that, that, that's how it should work, right? We, we, I, I don't know. That drives me nuts that there are groups out there that are drawing divides between people when we shouldn't be divided. Yeah. We should just be hanging out. Yeah. Yep. Well, not only that, and whatever appearance Brash has had in the past or whatever it may be, uh, one thing I think everybody can emphatically say is 
Vince is not a dick, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of freaking awesome, man. <laughs> There's a few people that probably disagree with you on that, but I, I, it's hard to believe. It's really hard to believe. Well, there's a time and a place for a dick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. Oh yes, and uh, so while we were talking, right? We were, so we were talking off air a little bit, and. You had mentioned since we couldn't, you weren't in production. There wasn't a lot coming forward right now. We're waiting on the the tap room to open up. But you, I had asked you like, what's your Everest? What are we reaching for, right? But you mentioned the barrel age program. Oh yeah. And last time we hung out with you, we had some badass barrel aged beer that was brewed at Brash. What about what? What would you look forward to bringing back? Um, we probably have four different. Barrel aged beers that we're going to do. We're going to do a barrel aged strong Scotch ale. We're going to do the uh, hammer smash face. We're going to do. Uh, we made a beer with Nobi uh, uh, called Nobility. Okay. That was in. It was a uh, milk stout in uh, brandy barrels, apple, peach, and cognac. Oh, cool. Uh, that and, one was freaking good. I remember that one. Yeah, that was a single release, right? Yeah. And oh, we're going to so probably redo uh, Firewalker, which was we found maple syrup and cinnamon barrels, and we put a milk stout in that, and that turned out pretty good. Oh, wow. So we have four in, in my mind, yeah. you know, but it's going to take a little while to get there. Well, I, I'm going to preach this. I've preached it a few times. Okay. Um, when, when are we getting just like the absolute like trilogy alliance like Jonathan Shannon, Vince Manville, hot tub beers? Like when when is that beer oh, coming you know out? What we should you know is that the is, didn't we talk about like a a true IPA beer? Did we? And um, the hot tub last time? It was it was a pitch a pitch lined barrel that you would have to have it at 60 degrees then you'd get it to where it'd be like at the equator then you'd be uh, around the oh I vaguely remember this the like Cape the, yeah, of yeah. Good Hope and then back up to the equator yeah, and like, then to India uh huh yeah an IPA and how long does it take path. how long did it take from from England to India around Africa back in those days yeah and, and, and the would, climates it would go and through the climates and you'd change yeah. the, the heat I forgot or, about that. we do some pretty cool shit when we're drunk Dude, I, I know. I was like just thinking, that, like, yeah. I barely remember the rest of that day. Like, I literally had somebody come pick me up, and I kept drinking all the way into the evening. You and were so, going to a show that night or something? No, I went golfing, like, directly oh. <laughs> after. Like, while we were in the hot tub, James is texting me. I go, yeah, yeah, pick me up. Pick me up. Like, yeah. as soon as this is over, like, we're, we're going. And, like, we get to the course, and we're just pounding them. And so, like, half, like that last half of our conversation, I'm, I'm glad it was recorded because I have no recollection at all <laughs> of what that's we a, did. I completely forgot about that. But, man, that's such a fun, beautiful ideal, right? Like, if we all got together and we figured this out, we, you know, Vince developed IPA recipe, and we went and researched, right? All right, so when it, it was at 65 degrees here. It was at 80 degrees here. It was at 20 degrees here. And put that barrel through those temperatures like it took the path of a regular IPA. Add hops at different intervals to keep it fresh. That'd be fucking cool, oh, dude. Just at the beginning. Yeah. It's just at the because beginning? that's how they would have done it back uh, historically. It would have been uh, added okay. into the barrel, put on a ship, and 
and then ship, ship to, to India for the British soldiers. Do wow. we do we have access to equipment that can regulate that temperature for that long? I don't. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> access <laughs> access. Because I mean, that was what like a, a two to three month journey. Yeah, probably. So you, it, a finished product, and then yeah. regulating the temperature, and then you, you're going to have to throw. Uh, uh, you're going to have to mist it with salt water. Oh, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. Like, would you, like we're going to have to like have an isolated chamber. Like, we're going to have to build our own cold box for this. And I, it's it's absolutely doable. Uh, let's reach out if to our. If you got supporter. one of the 17 gallon barrels, you could probably use chest freezer. Okay. Okay. And I'm then in. you just put it. For the heat, you just put a light bulb in, and you have a external thermostat. external thermostat. Yeah. It should work. Yeah, it should work. And then saline solution. We're gonna we're gonna have to mist Spray it. Spray it. Yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, this sounds right up Jonathan Shannon's alley too. Exactly. Like he'd, be, he'd be balls deep in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's the name of it. Balls <laughs> deep. Balls deep IPA. <laughs> well, we we need to make the relaxed as fuck, and then the balls deep IPA. Yeah. yeah there's two on the table right there. So so I'm selling my house right now too, right? So okay. in the backyard, there's like this banana tree grove that was just this. It didn't start there. I don't know how I got there, but they just started growing. And I had some uh, bananas. I gave a whole. You know what do you call them? A bunch of bananas yeah. to uh, Jonathan Shannon. So he brewed a saison with backyard bananas and miracle berries. We haven't tried it yet. Yes, but when we do, we need to get you over and hang out. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what miracle berries are? So there, there, there's this this special. Like, they call them miracle berries, but you eat them and it actually flips your taste buds around. So like salty is sour, sour is sweet. Like it actually affects how you taste wow. things. And so he brewed the beer with a banana, but he's conditioning them on miracle berries. And I think I think it's getting close to finishing up now. We're What's the opposite out. of a banana? What would we what would we taste? I, I think that's the big question. Sweet is, potato. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a sweet potato saison. Oh, but I mean uh, that's oh that's, that's been question. made. You know it has. Yeah, sweet oh, yeah pota- somewhere yeah. somebody's somewhere, done yeah. it. But it's such a it, it just becomes this enigma because it's like what does the beer taste like yeah. if you're palate is being switched as you're tasting it so what is the real answer you know it's the schrodinger's uh box of uh the real uh, answer is the answer you know <laughs> it's the answer you have at the time no. it's whatever the matrix tells you it is done 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 <laughs> schrodinger's beer is it carbonated uh, if you don't taste it you don't it is and it isn't right yeah. that's right is it good i'm gonna have some weird ass dreams tonight thinking about this beer <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be awesome so, all right, so the, the barrel-age program. But you're saying that in order to in- implement this barrel-age program, we've got to get the tap room open, right? Yep. We've got to get an influx of cash in in order oh, yeah. to support spending money on these big beers, right? Yes. So what's the timeline on the tap room? We still don't have any timeline. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're working as fast as we possibly can with the architects and the engineers and such. Uh, but it's not one of those quick processes, you know? It's, it's, you know, you have to go by their timeline, you know, and what they do. So well, not only that, you gotta, you gotta have the plans drawn up and those plans have to be approved, approved before by, you yeah. implement them, yeah. which means it's in their hand on how long it lasts or how long it takes for that plan to be approved. And once it's approved, which a lot of times they're going to send it back and say, no, no I don't like I need this. this yeah. And it's going to sit back on their desk for however long. And then finally it's approved. And then you do it. And then you have to wait for them to come back out and check that it's the way that it was planned is actually implemented. Wow. And then they can still find holes in the issue of like, well, you didn't plan for this now. 
Yeah, I think a lot of times as consumers, we take for granted the fact that it's that easy to get a beer in our hand when we go somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've, I guess I've learned that more working at Thistle than I have anywhere else, right? Like, you know, being involved and watching the Blind Finch next door open and, you yeah. know, the amount of time it took just to be able to open the back door. Um, to, and that to was people. fast. And that was fast? That was incredibly fast. Oh, wow. Uh, from, from the initial idea, I think it took us, gosh, 16 months, 15 months from the idea, but the actual build was from, I think, October to June, the last, last week of May. Okay. So October to the last week of May, we, we built it out and got approved and everything. I mean, that was insane. Yeah. I, here, I think it took us, gosh, I think approval itself was like 10 months or more. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, it was, it was excruciating. I mean, wow. we spent two years getting this one open. Wow. That first beer from Brash is going to taste good. Yeah. <laughs> now, we have beer. We have a, a, a we, we're going COVID rules. Uh, we have a to-go. Uh, oh, so you can, you can drive up and buy a case and drive away. You can drive, drive up and buy a case. Uh, we have picnic benches. If you say, hey, you know what, I think I want to pop one of these beers off and have one. Yeah. Who are we to say, no, you can't, because that's public play. It's public parking lot, so mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, we have canned and crowlers to go, so nice. Yeah. So what? What can we get? The, what? What can we get in a can and a crowler to go up here? Uh, right now we have Easy Seven, Cali Green, the Mystic, and right now we have a Bide on. So nice, nice. So that's our White Russian Milk Stout. A, nice. a Bide was always one of my my favorite of your Milk Stouts, just because like when you pour it, that head on it it's just such a unique color it's like so dark and crispy yet light and fluffy it's like there's it, it's when you see it in a glass it's just like wow like <laughs> visually that's already a good beer then you get into it and it's just a phenomenal freaking beer so of the of the barrel aged ones that you're wanting to produce is there one that stands out is there one that you're going to commit to first when the top oh hammer snatch face has got to be i love one. it i love it you know i love it i was hoping that was coming out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool yeah. So do you do you have any of the old ones? Yeah, we're gonna do a barrel aged strong Scotch Have we already talked about this? this well, was, no, oh. but I, but I mean, the, like any of the old Hammer Smash that, that I you actually could like, like when when you release the new one, like you could have the old ones to put up against it. You know what's? I do not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the weird things. I don't know if, if it's all brewers are just me i don't really have a lot of beer at my house okay because yeah. i have a lot of beer at my work yes so it does it it's not it's like, the opposite for me yeah 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 i don't have any beer at work <laughs> she's so, a shame sometimes I, I think that comes down to the laws I don't oh know. Yeah, yeah that's true that's true <laughs> we'll we'll blame the law yeah um okay so but but no no uh so here we'll put out an all call if you have some, because we drink our old hammer smash face. Um, if you have some old hammer smash face, and it gets close to time to where we're releasing the new one, bring it out. I got a plug. That would be cool. Yeah, you got, got you got you got you got you got an avenue, Jake. Yeah, I got a plug. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. I know a guy. We're gonna have to do this. They call me. I know a guy, Jake. I know a guy, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I called you. Called you during the pandemic for a couple things. You knew a guy every time. Um, that was pretty cool. I wish I knew what you were referring to because it just sounds so <laughs> ominous or illegal. I just like to leave it open ended. I like I like the audience to have their own interpretation. Yeah, yeah. 
Jake knew a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did know him. Every one of them. Uh, so this, let's, let's come back to this beer just a little bit. We've been sipping on this beer. It's nice. It's easy. It goes out smooth. Um, on the nose, like we were saying, it's kind of smoky. Uh, I get a little bit of the dark chocolate and the orange on the nose, but nothing crazy. Everything. The, the big thing that I'm getting out of the nose is the smoke of the mezcal. Yep. But the flavor, man, it's, it's like a dark chocolate orange pour with pour, mezcal poured over it. What do y'all think? What, any thoughts? I'll dive in. Um, on the nose, you know, I, I, I think the smoke hits you first, and I think it's, it's, it's definitely prominent, but I get so much more oak. Um, it's just like this, this hearty, like, wood flavor underneath it. Um, and go, going back to what I said at the beginning is there is a minerally undertone to it, which I... I I think that honestly makes that that chocolate and that body kind of stand out a little bit more. It really puts like this huge rounded mouth feel on it with like these these you know smoky overtone and mineral undertones. It's just like the the rest of the beer really stands out. Um, I can see the orange in it. Um, you know, I get where you're going with it, but overall, man, it's just it's got a lot of heart. And that does have a cool lot of heart. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a good explanation. When I uh, as it warms up, I get sort of like, uh, you know, like with uh, with whiskeys, you get that tobacco sort of mm-hmm. flavor, and I'm sort. I guess it's coming with this with the smokiness or whatever, but it's it's like right dead center of it. It's like, you know, where you would think you would get like uh, molassesy or whatever. It's coming up tobacco for me. It's. It's delicious. Yeah. It is delicious. I get that, too. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I wouldn't have put my thumb on that until you said it. But, yeah, there is an absence of sweetness, and it is more dry yep. and, and, and herbal uh, on, on the back end of it. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. So, all right, Jake, I'm going to throw you under the bus. We're going to rate Gigantic as we end this segment. The, gigantic uh, or the beer? Well, the beer. I'm sorry. The, the Gigantic beer. What is, what is the name of it? Most Most Premium. Most Most Premium. Mezcal. Mezcal Barrel Age, most most premium, Imperial Stout. What do you What are you rating, Jake? Oh, do we have to burn? We're, well, I don't I think we have to no, burn gigantic I down. We're, I think I think uh, I think this is a solid, solid, well above. This is a passing grade. This is a passing grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, a three is what seventy five percent. Seventy five. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be above three. Um, I enjoy it. Um. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the hardest part. Is I really enjoy it. I don't have any critique about it. Uh, man, I'm just gonna go three point seven five. Three point seven five. I think it's good. There's a lot of interesting characteristics. It's got such a great body to it. Um, I love that that chocolate in it. Uh, mezcal was definitely a very interesting choice. But as far as it goes, is is pushing the industry to kind of reach out a little bit further than whiskey and bourbon barrels. I think this yeah. is a great example of you can do really cool things with less expected stuff, you know? Yeah. It, it goes right along the lines of, like, uh, brandy barrels, man. Uh, brandy barrels has kind of had a little bit of a footing, but not a lot, and I feel like mm-hmm. this is Mezcal's kind of introduction to getting a good footing, you know? Because everybody's afraid of, oh, I don't like smoky tequila, and you're like, all right, well, it's not smoky tequila, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good footing to do something cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you. What do you think, Vince? Man, I can't... I can't find a fault at all in this beer. It's, it's, it's awesome. I would, 
I'll give it a 3.9. 3.9? <laughs> yeah. What would you do to push it to four? Well, it's hard to have a perfect beer, right? Agreed. So, uh, I guess I'm that professor that uh, when when you show up in the in the beginning of the semester, <laughs> say, say that I don't give A's. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if there's anything else that they could do. I mean, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Well, and most of the time I have guests on the podcast, and if my if my rating is similar to theirs, I like to one up them. Uh, but 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 because we we love Brash and we respect you so much, I go one low. I'm going to go three point eight nine. Um, the the uh, I really enjoy this beer. Yeah. The the only criticism I'll give is I wish my local beer buyer would have gotten the other barrels. Um, because if my local beer buyer would have gotten the other barrels, then I could have compared the other barrels next to each other. Yeah. And that is honestly what fascinates me most about this beer is because you can get this same beer in Scotch, Port, Rye, Mezcal, and Rum barrels. Uh, the Mezcal, I think it was a good choice. You know, no offense, local beer buyer. Uh, I, I think really good choice, I, and and I really enjoy this beer. Uh, I am just dying of curiosity about the Scotch Barrel. I want to know if the the smoke from the peat moss is coming off in the beer. I want to know about the ride. Does the beer come across a little bit more spicy? The port. Am I getting a little bit of that sweet wine in there? Like that's I'm I'm curious. I think your local beer buyer uh, values your opinion to a certain point. He better value my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Okay. I, I may know a guy. Okay. All right. You may know a guy. All right. I will say using a mezcal bar- barrel or a tequila barrel, I mean, that's, it's, it's, for me, it's scary because, I mean, it can part a lot, a lot of flavor really fast. Yes. And, you know, it's very, I, I, I haven't had very many, well, this is the first mezcal bar- barrel I've had, but I haven't had very many tequila barrel beers that I really thought and I really like like I'll go back to yeah. that I will definitely go back to this yes. I will buy this again well, if you if you ever get a chance uh, Sydney over at uh, Southern Yankee okay does a Goza tequila barrel aged okay that's so good it, it, it is phenomenal she does a really good job with her barrel aging and that one was it's like everybody tries to do a margarita style beer by throwing some lime puree yeah. in there um, it comes across a million times better when it's aged in a tequila barrel. Gotcha. Uh, really, really good stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, th- man, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for keeping rating beer. We're going to come back with one more segment. And in the last segment, uh, we're going to talk about the reason why we came here. We're going to talk about the new Brash branding and uh, getting, getting Brash back on its feet again. So, <laughs> here, cheers, and we'll be back in a moment. Are you looking for a house with a hot tub so you can be just like us? If so, you need to call Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor. He's a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Height, txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back. Last segment. This is what I've been waiting for. I know, I know. I'm... We've been I'm edging. excited. I'm excited. Yeah, we've been, been edging, edging for an hour. Yeah, this <laughs> is. <sighs> Take a deep breath. I'm gonna have a sip of this beer. So we're we're, we're drinking milk the venom. It okay. is very cold. It's very cold. Yeah, uh, it's one of the downsides of having a a, a super in tuned uh, draft system. You know, 
Um, I, I have the temperature raised higher on the glycol system than a lot of bars do. You know, we're not Twin Peaks going 29 degrees yeah. here, you know. I think I have mine set to 36. Uh, but still, I mean, 36 is pretty cold for milk the venom. The mountains have turned blue on this glass. <laughs> 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 they have. So, should that be like a whole new like glass like branding design? It's like you you put those uh, cold activated you know mountains on there, and it's like don't drink the beer until they go away. Yeah, you know, like the I like it. <laughs> yeah, it becomes cellar temp. Yeah. yeah. How cool would that be? You know, and it's like like you have it labeled on the side. It's like like uh, loggers. It's like no, drink it when it's blue. But it's like stouts. Drink it when it's completely like no when, blue when left. It's gone. What do you do in between? When the mountains are purple. Top of box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I still want it, like, cold-ish, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, Vince, this is this is one of the beers that has come out since we've reopened Brash, correct? Yes, yes. So, tell us about this beer. Milk the Venom is a milk stout with coffee, uh, cinnamon, chipotle, and coconut. And when I brought it to my nose, I was like, wow, those, those peppers are standing out, you know? Yes. Yeah, like, I'm getting... Coffee and peppers. The, the cinnamon I'm not getting as much. Like, like maybe slight, but I'm gonna be real honest. That that suits my palate. Anytime the cinnamon kind of overpowers it, it turns right. me off to me. Right. I think the only other cinnamon beer, uh, or not, I say it's not a cinnamon beer, but uh, the Equal Parts did Black Rain. I love that beer. That was one of those, because there was a while there where everybody's putting out these Mexican hot chocolate stouts. Right. That was the only one that I really enjoyed. Um, this one I, I really do enjoy. They, I get nervous around milk stouts. I'm not a huge fan of lactose. Right. This one doesn't seem like there's a ton of lactose in it. Like, it's not super sweet. It's kind of a dry milk stout, in my opinion. Yeah, Maybe it, I'm wrong. We, we don't put a lot of lactose in there. Just, okay. a, just a little bit to build up the body. It's okay. not, you know, when you get those milk stouts that have too much lactose in it, it almost comes off kind of powdery or mm-hmm. kind of a weird chalky yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we try to avoid that. <laughs> so, so now that we, we, we have you, you know, the master of milk stouts in Houston, um, can you explain to our audience that is not super familiar with the use of lactose why why we use lactose and and kind of the benefits? So lactose uh, is a long sugar chain that that is not actually fermentable by yeast, at least beer yeast, uh, and so you put that into beers to actually build up body. So if you want like a more thicker stout. It also adds sweetness, too, because the, the sugar chains stay long and, and they're not broken down and, and turned into alcohol and CO2. So you just use it to, to add body and a little sweetness in, in beers. And, you know, for a milk stout, you definitely want body and you want sweetness. There's yeah. nothing. If you don't want body or sweetness, you just should make a porter. Yeah. <laughs> Spitting fire. So speaking of porters, dude. Do Imperial Porters exist? Is that a real category? Is that a real category? I have an answer. Jake has an answer. But we want your answer. We have opposite answers. I mean, if you think about it the way the beer industry is right now, you can put an Imperial in front of anything, and it's, it, it is what it is. You can call it what you want. You know, I've made a joke for years and years that I want to make an Imperial Mild, which would just be a brown ale. <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> you see somebody understands here, no, 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 you know? No. 
Yeah, I, I get it. You can lie all you want. It doesn't make it the or truth. Or you can do uh, an imperial lager or whatever, and that's just a malt liquor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, should we? <laughs> Mickey's in Cold 45 would sound so much more sophisticated if we just called it an imperial lager. Imperial lager. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Jeff, Jeff Handojo used to be my best friend. Now it's, uh, it's Vince Mandeville. <laughs> Somebody gets it. <laughs> Jake says imperial imperial porters are just stouts in disguise. Uh, I had an imperial porter just the other day. I can't remember whose it was. And it was darn good. The one we had last night. Who was that from? Uh, oh, Austin Beer Austin Beer Works. Yeah, they had the the one with cherry. It was like cherry imperial porter. So what separates it from a stout, though? I always thought that the that a porter didn't have roasted malts, in it, okay. a roast malt in it, and stouts do. That being said, you know, they, they are interchangeable. They're both dark beers. Uh, do you, you know, do you know? I, I, I could be totally wrong on all of this. I have no, you know. But do you know the origin of the stout? So originally, a stout was it was uh, a porter that was stout, and they'd call it a stout porter. Right. Eventually, they just cut off the porter side because it's just like there's no reason to say stout porter because we know it's there's stout. only one beer style called stout. So at, at, on that note, wouldn't imperial porter just be a stout porter? Well, the porter started as uh, it was the drink of the porters in the shipyards, mm-hmm. and it was usually the dregs of multiple kegs put together. And so you would have like a pale, uh, a brown, and uh, like an old ale or whatever, and they mix it together. And I, I guess they called it crossing the threads or whatever. And so you would end up with all the, the flavors of the beer. So I, I, I don't know about the, 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 the stout porter thing. I will look into this. I want to know. Okay, so like I had heard, it was like the grains that they had left over, not the beers that they had left over. That they had just thrown these extra grains together to create this light-bodied beer with low alcohol content, so the porters could come and just slam a few beers before they go home. I think that's interesting. I like the concept of like, all right, it's a little bit of this beer, a little bit of this beer. Let's just throw this all together and give these guys something to drink. Uh, And it was cheaper. And it was cheap. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Vince's history of the porter better than my history of the porter. Like, that one that one sounds kind of because that one makes more sense. I could have made it all up. I it's don't okay. Know. You, you know, it's on it's on uh, it's on the internet now. Yeah, well, it will fair. be Tuesday. Yeah, it's, so it's it, all fair game. So it is true. It is true now. Okay, you know, it we'll, is true. We'll just start a podcast of uh, the three different versions of history between the three of us. Yeah, and then it'll be just. They, don't they do that already? It's called drunk history, right? Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be beer history according to Vince. And beer history according to Tim, and they're going to be completely opposite. Uh, yeah. but we're we're here well, for the then ride. At the end, after everybody's given their history, we can decide on which one we think is correct. I mean, I'm going to cool go with Vince on the Porter history. <laughs> on the, on the yeah, border. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, we may go, we may differ on the on the milk stouts. So do I? Do I win Nordic beer history? Uh, you win, the one yeah, with yeah, the least amount Nordic of beer history well, because just of the Baltic. We didn't talk about Baltic porters. No, 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 no. So like, uh, like old, old. There's, there's not very much. If any at all, written about Here we like go. Strap old. Strap in, strap in, Vince. <laughs> okay. No, we're okay. not going to go that deep. But there's there's <laughs> there's no real history on it. But there was a lot, a lot of passed down stuff that ended up getting written later. And they utilized beer in kind of a different way. I mean, you talk about a place that can't 
really grow a lot of grains, you know, like uh, it's just so freaking cold. And so there was different purposes, but they use a lot of different nightshades, which was fairly common. Groot, you know, they use a lot of yeah. different nightshades, uh, but there's a lot of theories based around that they, they kind of used a, a much larger amount um, and they would they would drink, you know, copious amounts during these feasts to get closer to Valhalla and you know then there's you kind of tie it back okay well they're drinking you know poisonous plants trying to get close to Valhalla and you talk about that thin veil between life and death but then there was also some actual stuff like uh, you know hand to hand combat and, and raiding and all that stuff uh, if you got wounded they would they would feed you a really strong onion soup and uh, while, while you're laying on the battlefield, and if they could smell the onion soup after you you drank it, it's because your intestines were torn up, and you're literally leaking this onion soup, and that's why they made it so strong. And so there's some theories that they did similar with beer uh, or ale to to have such a strong, vibrant flavor. So when you're on the battlefield, they feed it to you to calm you down and whatever. But also, we're trying to find out if you're savable or not. You know, gotcha. Um, also, you know, the shamanistic priestesses or whatever you know they had a hierarchy of of these you had these priestess uh that that you know stayed back in the the village and really what they were were brewers they were like the master brewers of the village you know and they were highly coveted because well yeah. they're brewers you know and i don't know that's, that's kind of some cool stuff well, yeah. the moral of the story here is like if, if i get severely injured jake i want you to feed me milk the venom and if you can smell <laughs> coffee and peppers i'm mortally wounded <laughs> How, how about I have the milk, the venom, and I make you some onion soup? <laughs> no, no, no. I want milk, the venom. You keep the onion soup. Keep the onion soup. Yeah. This is modern times, Jake. We're evolved. We're evolved. Just, we, call, it, just call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened? That's oh, not yeah. good podcast content, though, Vince. Uh, yeah, he yeah, was the, injured. I, I fed I, him I some fed soup. I fed him a shit ton of onion soup. <laughs> Why didn't you call us? I had soup. <laughs> so back to Brash. So we, <laughs> recently you posted a, or I don't know who's running your social media account, but posted a picture of things are changing and the Bobby Cop is coming down. Yep. What is coming up? Uh, you know, this this new branding has a face for radio apparently because you can't. nobody's going to be able to see it. But that's the new doors. Let's see here. So, so, so we we've got a new figurehead. Uh, uh, we figured the the the, the old Bobby Cop was kind of like, you know, when you're younger. Take a your phone. You know, you're younger and into oh, okay. the the pop punk thing. Okay. Uh, we're more serious now and into the straight black metal. So okay. he, he's the the Bobby Cop's grown up and you know he's more of a. I don't know. He's 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 kind of a, a mystical sort of looks like uh, more like a like a sorceress with a halo. Yes. So, so yeah. are you saying yeah. punk rock is adolescent and black metal is adult? I don't <laughs> think I said those words <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, take Jade's, that, Ramones. Oh my God! <laughs> when I get to work, Jade's gonna kill me. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. We, we, we fit one of the one of the the things that we sort of wanted to convey was that we're we're more we're grown up now. You know, like yeah. if you would go to shows back when you were a kid, you'd be in the middle of the pit. You know, just taking bloody noses and black eyes. And now, 
you know, we're the older guy at the back of the venue, close to the bar with our arms crossed where the best sound is. You know, we're listening to the music as opposed to it being more of a physical, you know, workout. Yeah. So. um, That's exciting. It looks, it looks amazing. Like, it's, it's, it's really cool because the, the, the cop was interesting it drove people in it was iconic in the sense that like when people saw that they knew it was brash right but it looked crude it looked like like somebody came and painted it on the on the wall that looks like somebody spent some time somebody spent some thought somebody spent some effort into that <coughs> oh, excuse me and made it look amazing Right, so you got that skull. She's got this like long flowing dress around her, like a robe. It's and a, a halo. It's yeah, what? Uh, I think we we'll, we'll, we won't reveal the gender. <laughs> we'll just leave it. <laughs> that, was a, that was a. It's a. What is it? They them. It's they them. They them. But it's yeah. only one person. You backtrack that one really quick. <laughs> that's, that's, so I don't know. I know. I know it's twenty twenty three, and I'm not supposed to assume gender, but I, I I tend to refer to all beers. Oh, that's nice. So, did that you have sexy. an outside branding team or an internal branding team? We had an outside branding team uh, that helped us out. Oh. Uh, Matt and I would get on a Zoom call with him once a week for months and months and months. It's probably one of the more painful processes that I've had to do because you're telling somebody who's working their butt off for you. That, no, I hate that. Yeah. You know? And... So uh, even the lettering has changed. Yes. But, you know, Thistle went through, like, somewhere between two to 300 name iterations before Thistle happened. The Blind Finch, I think we went through, like, six. You know? Oh, sometimes you get that. lucky, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I'm looking that's at the my Mystic. Favorite. The Mystic, yeah, yeah, by far. That's the favorite so far. That is... That's, <coughs> that's awesome. Gorgeous. Yeah, it Gorgeous. is. It is. So, will you lend us... Some of these images to be posted on Tuesday for Instagram. Yes, let me see if I, I, I'm, I'm definitely the old man in the room. So technologically, I, I'll do my best to get them to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All you got to do is forward. <laughs> so those images are like they're super clean, super well Fair. thought out. Like, is this? Did did y'all use? We have equal parts is is owner now. Is it the same company that's that's working on equal parts art, or is it different? Same, it's the same company, but different people. Okay. So, you know, uh, you know, Matt's involved, so yes, it's going to have some similarities, but it's definitely, it's definitely different. You know, Equal Parts is, like I said, it's its own standalone brewery, as yes. well as we are our own standalone brewery, and we don't want to end up, you know, uh, ended up, you know, homogenizing anything that we're yes. doing. So, but... You know, we we definitely needed some hand-holding on how we wanted to rebrand it. And in order to do that, you you know, you go, they, Matt went with somebody that they had already worked with and knew that they had a good working relationship. So, you know, um, and, you know, Matt's, like I said, Matt's involved. So there, you know, some people will say that there's some similarities between the two brands, but, uh, or at least the artwork and such, but I, I don't see it. But you know, well, I mean, I, I guess, I guess the similarities coming. I guess I, I know there's familiarity. Maybe there's something in the back of my head that's putting the two together anyway. But they're both very clean cut. They're both very professional. Yours right. definitely has the the brash vibe to it, right? Like it's it's not some like you mentioned it earlier. Like those guys are like their beer is almost like science experiments with beer. Like they're doing some really cool stuff. Yeah, um, doing really good beer. Um, 
yours is for the the black metal art. I can't say there's some really cool stuff going on in yours, but it's I, I guess uh, was Kelly Meyer explained it to us as well. He had this theory that the, you have these two types of brewers: some are the scientists, some are the artists. Right. And equal parts seem like scientists. Right. Brash seems like artists. When we went into the branding thing, that uh, when you talk when you talk to somebody who's helping you out with this, uh, they. They start just getting your ideas, and I did bring up the there's two side. There are two sides of, of brewing, and one is science, and the other is magic. Okay, so magic. I love that. That's that's where I'd say you know picking the name the mystic sort of helps because it it's the the magical side of 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 beer. It's a magical side of brewing. You know before before they knew about yeast, you know they had a magic stick that they just put in from one beer to another, and you had to do it at a certain time and Little, little did they know that they were moving yeast from one vat to another vat to actually start another batch. You know, they just thought it was a magic stick. That's cool. You know, yeah. Uh, we're a little more advanced than that at yes, Crash, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a magic stick guy. So. <laughs> uh, well, y- you know, I, I have a couple of these in front of me, and I, I want to maybe hopefully paint a picture to our audience here, um, but they'll have our Instagram to see it. Uh, so the the new typeface, yes. Um, what was the goal? Because it seems very Nordic, Icelandic. It's black very metal. runic. Uh, when we first put the brewery together, um, our auger from our grist mill to our mash tun, I painted, and then I decided to put uh, a sentence in runes on the the auger, and it was. Uh, what is it? The power of grist compels us. So grist. <laughs> so grist. Grist is is the is the the grain that you use to to make beer, and uh, the power of grist compels you. It's 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 taken from The Exorcist, where it's the power of Christ compels you. Uh-huh. So all always being the poke poke the bear type brewery you know we thought that worked perfect for us and then so we had those runes and when they uh when uh our buddy matt from our our uh, branding uh, from our uh people who helped us with the branding came in he saw those runes took a picture of it and that's where i think that started going forward you know it took a long time to get there though you know it it, it took months well, so. I, you know what, it, as, as much time as it took there and the months to get there, I want to say just as a consumer getting a first glance at it, it it's paid off. Like it, that, that's, that's cool. Like it, it looks really well done. It looks really well thought out. You know, when, 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 I know when I think of Brash, I'm thinking of something kind of outside of the law, something kind of rogue, something that uh, kind of is on the verge of, you know, being illegal like it's 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 exciting which as we're as we're finding out some of it may have been yes um, yeah but yeah. but the the uh the script that you're using like I, I don't know in my head like i'm seeing that on the cave wall like it's old sorcerer's recipe like it's it's something cool man yeah. it, i think they've done a really good job of capturing the spirit of brash um without leaving the old spirit behind if that makes any sense at all uh, i hope i hope so yes. you know and thanks i uh, we it's really hard to take something that was what that that was successful and then change it completely you know uh to to somewhat scrap the the actual visuals of uh 
uh, of the the whole brewery and flip it. You know, the Bobby Cop was a nod to the old owner. He was British. Okay. So there was another reason why none of us are British, so it doesn't make any sense for us to have a Bobby Cop in uh, as our as our, our face of, of, of our brewery. Yeah. So. so on that note, the imagery we have here uh, on the four cans, we got a skull. It looks like a, a hound. Is that a hound skeleton? Oh, no, that, that is an actual possum. We have a possum that has it's taken a, up residence in our brewery, and we, I just thought we, call, him, we call him Bitey. <laughs> he has so, never bitten anyone. So, so we have we have Bitey's skeleton on the uh, on the on can. The is that a tumbleweed? It is. Uh, so a bite is sort of taken from Big Lebowski, the the White Russian. So it's a White Russian milk stout. So we have the tumbleweed in the very beginning of Lebowski. If you look really close on the arch, there's a there's a bowling pin. Am I missing it right here? We're slowly looking for the bowling pin. Go, go, go up a little. Go up a little. No, I'm oh, sorry. Other and when you get these images oh. on Instagram, you can follow along with the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, the, bottom, up the bottom left side of the arch, there is, yeah, there's a bowling pin kind of stuck in there as if it's a, a Nordic rune. Uh, okay, so now we got, a, we got a jellyfish. Or an eyeball. Or an eyeball. Oh. That's it's oh. it's kind of okay. You yeah. can take whatever interpretation you want. So it's not technically anything, but it's not not anything. Right. It's uh. it's something, but what, it could what, be. What beer was that? That's Cali Green. It's Cali Green. Cali Green, and then you said Abide was the tumbleweed. Bitey was Easy Seven, and then the Mystic has that that gorgeous like three dimensional skull with kind of a contemporary uh, doodle. Art. I don't know what to call that style. I I, I was calling it topographic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it well, looks like yeah, it's it so it gives it kind of a three D look. Yeah, really gives it a lot of dimension. Yeah. Well, I just gotta say, it's gorgeous. Thank it you. Is. It really is. And so, okay, so for those listening, those that were fans of Pussy Wagon, that will no longer be Pussy Wagon. Mystic is Pussy Wagon. The Mystic is that beer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that beer. We have a we have a swear jar at the brewery that if you say that name you have to put a dollar in. So. Oh, so if people are listening and they heard you say it, you oh, have yeah. to put a dollar in. Yeah. Mm. So we. I better bring a lot of dollars. You know what? Next, <laughs> time, next, time, next time we talk to Vince, I think that needs to be the goal to figure out a way to get him to say pussy wagon and then put a, put a dollar in the tip jar. We'll send it to Robbie and make sure Robbie hears the the first cut of it. That'd be good. We'll get you put a dollar in the tip jar. Uh, Just that, as a that challenge. Sounds, that's, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. That, we'll see. It's gonna we'll be see. a big challenge. It is man. difficult. Like, it is difficult. Yeah. Is everybody on their toes about it? Uh, I think I'm on my my toes more than anyone. You yeah. know. But uh, yeah. was it hard at first? It's like to go through that rebranding with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, our our core customers they didn't much care for it. They thought, you know, we're here. You are. They're selling out. That's it. It's done. Shutter the whole building. Yeah. You know, and it's, when it gets down to it, it's the same beer. It's just a different name. You know, it's, it's not changing. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually like that name better anyways. And the connotation of, of, of where the name came from was, you know, it's from Kill Bill. 
and the person who owned the vehicle in Kill Bill was not a very good person. You know, it was an evil, evil person. So we, we just felt like, yeah, it definitely, it wasn't hard for us to walk, for me to walk away from it. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if I'm a brash fan and I'm a hardcore brash fan and it changes, sometimes change is hard to accept. Yep. But if it benefits the beer I love. Then it benefits the beer I love. Yeah, and let's rock on. Let's keep and rolling. We let's weren't going to be able. We weren't going to be able to keep the name. You know, yeah. federally they weren't going to give us that label approval With, so, because of because of the name. Yeah, yeah. What was the name? <laughs> that was good. He's trying. That was good. He's trying. <laughs> so how did it get past the first time? Or did uh, it get the, past we, the first you, time? you didn't have to have federal label approval if you stayed in the state. So now everything has to be federally approved. So, okay, so even if it stays in the state, it has to be federally approved. Yep. Okay. Okay. I thought we were going to get an inside scoop about Brash going across state lines. No. No, No, TABC. Well, I I just won't say much. Well, we we need to conquer Houston before we can go across state lines. That's honestly the biggest thing that I, 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 I cannot preach enough. A lot of people reach so far. There's so many people in Harris County, so many people in Houston. I mean, there's so many people in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out near Brash, I mean, that's a pretty dense area. I mean, if you can get everybody in that area to drink Brash beer, you're a successful company. Obviously, that's not exactly how it works. But, I mean, if you could, that in itself is a successful company. So why reach out beyond your limits when you have everybody you need here in Houston, in Harris County, you know? Agreed. I love it. And the comment you made earlier about the, you know, rising tide lifts all ships, right? Right. And I think that's exciting about what's going on with you and Equal Parts. And you mentioned Bad Astronaut, and they've got that brew pub license where they've got your beer on. Um, I think think that's pretty cool, what's going on down in that area. And what's going on in the Houston area as well. Uh, There seems to be a rising tide uh, in the Houston area, and all the ships are being lifted right now, which is pretty cool. Because there's some badass beer going on, and we're excited to have Brash back. We're excited to have you back at the helm of Brash. And we're excited to have this new branding is pretty fucking cool yeah. um, you heard it here on Hot Tub Beers first take you will, that yeah yeah. And, <laughs> take uh, that Denman you, you'll see it on our InstaWeb <laughs> first um, so yeah because yeah, they, whoever we're, we're as, as many rivalries as we can get into look, <laughs> I, I don't think we can take on Drink of Ages okay, like, so here's, Tom and John are just <laughs> they're behemoths in the industry well, yeah but in my own mind I've already won <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 what counts, right? So, like, here's how cool we are, right? So, we're drinking Gigantic. Vince texted the owner of Gigantic and said, "Hey, this is a badass beer. I'm drinking it on hot tub beers." He's already back talking with Vince. We've already expanded just in this episode, thanks to Vince. Well, thank I you, do Vince. my part. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm so glad we bashed friend Gigantic of the show, today. ambassador. <laughs> we didn't bash Gigantic. It was a joke. joke. We did bash Takati earlier. We did. Hard. Oh, yeah. oh we, you missed it. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, yeah we might have to burn the Takati Brewery down. <laughs> I'm not going to agree. <laughs> there's a fire. I, uh, I'm not a part of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. If there's fire, we're not a part of it. This yeah, is a metaphorical you fire. You might want to put that out there. Yeah. Just in yeah. case something yeah. happens yeah, to yeah, Takati. Yeah. It's not real. We're joking. <laughs> Disclaimer. All comments are alcohol-fueled. Um, <laughs> brought to you by alcohol. That's cause alcohol. and solution to all my problems. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen. <laughs> Anna? In a completely brash, appropriate response. Amen. Um, Vince, thank you for oh. hanging out with us and sitting down. I, I really do appreciate it. I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy the beer. Um, and I can't tell you how excited uh, me and Jake are, hot tub beers in general, uh, just to have you back on the scene in Brash and brewing your beer, um, getting back, that back out there. It's, it's really cool. Um, and thank you for allowing us to be one of the first ones to kind of throw that out there. Oh, so, um, yeah, on, on, on our behalf, we'd like to say welcome back. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're excited for the things that are going to, going to happen there. Uh, we're going to be huge supporters. Um, if you listen to hot tub beer and you're not a huge supporter of Brash and Vince Mandeville, um, and you're communist. You're, yeah. You're a communist. You're probably a big loser. Um, <laughs> Go find something else to do. Move out of Houston. Um, so <laughs> that being said, uh, we love you, man. And we appreciate you coming down. And we appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, we did not rate Milk the Venom. Oh, we did not. We did not. And, and that would not be appropriate. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go first. And the reason I'm going to go first is because it, I've, I've made it clear on this beer. I don't, or excuse me, on this, on this podcast, I'm not really a fan of beers with cinnamon in them. The only beer that I've had with cinnamon in it that I've enjoyed has been, um, I mentioned it earlier, Black Rain from Equal Parts. Because I thought that they used the cinnamon in a good way to where it didn't overpower the beer. I think cinnamon has a flavor to where it can overpower things. This one, I, I really enjoy the fact that it has the peppers in it. I think the peppers back down the cinnamon to me. Um, it, it, they, they really do. The peppers come forward. I do like pepper in beer. Um, I brewed a jalapeno lager at home one time. It was really, really good. I couldn't drink more than half a bottle at a time, but it was really, really good. It um, turns into a good marinade for, uh, like, fajitas. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> After about yes. three weeks, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, it was, it, yeah, it was perfect for that. Um, not so good for drinking. Uh, but this beer, I think, is great for drinking. I, I love the fact that the lactose is just slightly there to build body. It still has, to me, a dry flavor on the stout. I love the coffee. I love the coffee in the beer. Um, that couple with the peppers, I think, is good, and the slight undertone of cinnamon. Um, I'm going to go 3.95 on this beer. This is a beer I would come back to. Um, I would, I would. Can a lactose beer be barrel aged? Oh yeah, I do. We we barrel age milk stouts. Oh, I would be curious about this being barrel aged yeah, like, when you get the barrel aged up and running. Like I was saying, Nobility and Firewalker were both milk oh, stouts. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we yeah. get this on Calvados barrel? Sure. That would oh. that would that would make a lot of dreams that come true. That was easy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're making moves here on Hot Tub Beers. Okay, 3.95 for me, Jake. Okay. um, Is there vanilla in this beer? No. No. Um, I really enjoy this beer. There's... I think the coconut's coming off like vanilla. Yeah, that's that's why I wanted to ask. It it has a vanilla-esque flavor to it, but I wouldn't just try and be like, okay, there's vanilla. You know, it's just got this, like, this... Gosh, what would you describe vanilla? It's like this full-bodied sweetness, you know. Yep. Um, I love the complexity of this beer, especially when you when you start listing ingredients. I think it really kind of starts being able to separate those flavors in your mind. Um, definitely, the, the the capsaicin from the peppers is still there, but only enough to kind of break up some of that that sweetness. Uh, the cinnamon, I don't think. When I first drink this beer, I don't think that's the first thing I, I think. I, I, I have a sip, and it's not just like, wow, that's like a cinnamon stout. You know, they, I, I think it's so well incorporated that it's, it's, it's there without being under or overwhelming. It's just somehow just like that perfect little cinnamon bite on it. 
Uh, Mouthfeel is great. Um, one of the things was stouts. I mean, that, that lacing. There's a lot of stouts getting in the market now. You don't get glass lacing with that. You don't get that carbonation and, and that residue just kind of sticking in a perfect way. I mean, it's just, it's good freaking beer, man. Um, I'm going to go 3.96 because fuck Tim. Um, <laughs> You know, burger him. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's good stuff, man. And your use of lactose is just so on par. Where you get that nice silky body without being so overly sweet or oily or you know. Yeah, it's just it's good stuff, man. Thank you. Thank no, you. thank you. All right, Vince, it's your turn. This beer is it? Is it your perfect milk stout? Uh, for Milk the Venom, I think I want a little bit more coconut up front. Okay. Um, and maybe a little smokiness from the chipotle peppers. You know, it just didn't come off as smoky as I figured it would. You know, with a tiny bit of smoke in there, I think it would be really nice. Yeah. So. Mescal barrel. Ooh. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah. I like that idea. That'd be fun. Okay. That'd be fun. Here we are, making moves on hot tub beers. There it is. You know, here, here's it, and we've talked about this lots of times on the podcast, especially early on. We talked about regional flavors and regional tastes, and, like, we tend to like Houston beer more than we like Austin beer, way more than we like Dallas beer. Um <laughs> It, and it's, I, I think it's, it's fun to have a guy that grew up in Houston, has been around Houston. Every, all your beer experience has been in Houston, and it comes through in the beer. And people that have been in the area and grow up in the area, they enjoy the regional flavors. I, th- I think it's fantastic. And I think that's part of the reason I, like, I feel like we have such a connection with your beers and their flavors and the way they taste. Um, so again, thanks for coming out, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hell, man, we're, you, we're, you're, you're suckered in. You're, we're, you're one of the go-to guests now. Okay. Yeah, yeah friend right. of the show, you're on. Yeah, when, when we get the new hot tub, because, well, we're going to have to do a farewell in the old hot tub. Something's going to have to happen. I know, I know I'm rambling on this episode now, but that, that hot tub is like, there's, there's, I'm only going to own it for another month or two. I may know a guy. You may know a guy? I may know a guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to open the fridge and tell everybody to come over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. He knows lots of guys. We're going we're gonna to set up, you know, it's like 15 mics, and we'll just record all afternoon. And let's do it. Yeah. Well, if you like what you hear, make sure that you're going on into our Insta web. You're going to see all the new uh, brash art, and then there's going to be a link in our bio. That link in the bio gets you to any podcast that you listen to, be it iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. Um, you can go on there. You can rate us. Uh, those platforms are not as, as well established as us. They're not caught up to the industry standard 4.0 scale. They're all on a 5.0 scale, so you must rate us on a 5.0 scale. Five, <coughs> excuse me. 5.0 is the only rating available to you. Go ahead and rate us at 5.0. Leave a comment if you'd like. And then there is also a link on the bio in the InstaWeb to financially support us. If you'd like to keep the hot tub warm, you can do it for as little as 99 cents a month for as much as $32.99. $32.99 a month. So, guys, until next time, go out, get your asses out, go drink some brash beer, and enjoy your hot tub beers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.
Pilsners, Bucks and Weeds Having hot tub beers Just my friends and me